I, I just have this uh, passage on my on my heart that I want to share uh, some out of. Um, I was picking on Dustin. Dustin got with me between services. He said, he said, uh, well, actually, is is when I went back uh, during the first service, and he said, he said, I need to get your scriptures for your 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 for the second service. And I said, you want me to use scriptures? And he's like, what? I was like, I'm picking, man. I'm picking. I was like, sure, we're going to use scriptures. Now, I, I got this. I got this, uh, this. This this passage of scripture in Mark chapter five, in Mark chapter five, uh, and uh, I actually preached out of this about. It's been about a year ago, right before all the craziness happened. Uh, I preached out of this, and, and and I just got to tell you, it doesn't bother me that the Lord takes me back to things. If y'all hadn't realized that yet, it don't bother me at all. Uh, because Philippians 3 and 1, Paul said this. This is what the Apostle Paul said. Paul said, for me to write. In fact, he said this. He said, finally, brethren, rejoice in the Lord. Then he said, for me to write. And he was writing, and I'm preaching. He said, for me to write the same things unto you. In other words, I've already wrote about this. Don't write about it again. He said, because for me, indeed, it is not grievous. But for you, it is safe. In other words, it's in your best interest if I write about the same stuff. And so sometimes we're like, man, he, he doesn't preach this. I didn't heard this passage. I didn't heard this story. I didn't heard these principles. But he said, he said, don't grieve me to go back to it because, because for you, it is safe. It's better for you to hear it again because we've said it, Pastor Lee said, sometimes we don't need revelation. We need reminding. Sometimes we're so we're so keyed up on I want a new revelation that we we can we can forget that sometimes we just need to be reminded of what's already true. You don't need something new. You need to stick with what's true. Anyway, anyway, I, I'm getting off off course. But anyway, so it doesn't bother me to go back to something because it doesn't grieve me uh, because it's it's better off we're safe. We're safer if we repeat it. We go back and we, we look. And I'll bring out some different things. Don't, don't misunderstand me. I'm not just pulling an old message, but it's a passage I've preached out of before. But here in Mark chapter 5, you'll recognize it beginning at verse number 1. Watch this. It says, And they came over unto the other side of the sea into the country of the Gadarenes. When he, being Jesus, was come out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the tombs. Okay? That don't. Like sometimes we get so familiar with the story, and if somebody's hearing this for the first time, they're like, "Say what?" When he come out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit. Now leave that up just a minute, because because I want, I want to tell you something that that what I want to talk about today is, is not about you know somebody being possessed or whatever, but it is about people who have a spiritual hindrance. I want to tell you something. This is important because because you, you there are some issues, some things that's not going to be fixed on a psychiatrist's couch, in a psychologist's office. It's not going to be fixed reading the newest self help book because it's a spirit, and spiritual problems need spiritual solutions. Spiritual hindrances need spiritual breakthroughs to get beyond them. Okay. So, so this man had an unclean spirit. Next verse, verse 3. Who had his dwelling among the tombs, and no man could bind him, no, not with chains, because that he had been often bound with fetters and chains, and the chains had been plucked asunder by him, and the fetters broken in pieces. Neither could any man tame him. In other words, this supernatural strength is like, is like nothing, nothing worked. That's why I say there are some things that, that, that natural means cannot fix. And so no, nobody was able to tame him. Nobody was able to bind him. And always, watch this, always night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs crying, crying, and cutting himself with stones. <laughs> but when he saw Jesus, But when he saw Jesus, he didn't even see him up close. I want to tell you something. This, the same Jesus 
that he is up close is also the same Jesus when he's far away. He has the same power. See, there, there's, there's, no, there's no distance in his power. And he don't got to be like right up on you. Who is that? Who is that Jesus I see? Is that him? I don't have to have it right here. Anyway, when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran. He didn't run away. He didn't run and say, I'm not worthy. He didn't run and say, I don't deserve this. He didn't run and say, boy, he don't want nothing to do with me. And he ran and worshipped him and cried with a loud voice and said, what have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou son of the most high God? Jesus didn't introduce himself. But he knew who he was. What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou son of the most high God? I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. Now, you've got to understand, there's a spirit at play here, and this is, we, we will see here next, it's the spirit that's beginning to speak. I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. I've got to hurry and read this. For he said unto him, Jesus has said unto him, Come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. Now, I don't, I don't suppose, I mean maybe, but I don't suppose that anybody here this morning needs Jesus to cast something out of you. But I wouldn't be surprised if somebody sitting in this building don't need him to cast something off of you. And if my Jesus can cast stuff out, surely he can cast stuff off. If he can free you, come on, if he can free you from something on the inside, surely he can do that if it's just oppressing you. So, so watch this. For he said unto him, Come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. And he asked him, What is thy name? And he answered, Say, My name is Legion. Legion was, was, was a a military term it was a military group it was he said my name is legion for we are many and he besought him much that he would not send them away out of the country now there was nigh unto the mountains a great herd of swine feeding now all the devils now it's not just one now we get the it's revealed that it's, and all the devils besought him saying Send us into the swine that we may enter into them. Next verse. And forthwith, Jesus gave them leave, and the unclean spirits went out and entered into the swine. And the herd ran violently down a steep place into the sea. They were about 2,000 and were choked in the sea. I'm just going to stop there. I got, I got more that I could read, but that, that kind of gives you the summation of, of, of what I want to talk to you about. You you gotta you gotta know me this morning how this passage speaks to me and what it means to me because you, you kind of got to know what I'm called to and what I feel God's call is on my life and, and and what part in the body that 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 I play or what I feel is most of the time the way that God uses me or or, or, or directs me and and it's it's easiest to be said this way uh, and and it's just like right out there and right up in your Kool Aid. But 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 this is it's just who I am. This is just my heart. I hate captivity. I hate captivity of any kind on any level. I hate for people of God to be held back. I hate for people of God to be restricted. I hate for people. I hate to see the enemy at work in people and to see him begin to hinder them and restrict them and bind them and, and hold them captive and, 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 and restrain them from walking. Jesus said this in John 10 and 10. He said, he said, the thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He said, but I have come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. What do you think that the thief is after to steal, kill, and destroy? He is after you uh, to keep you from living the abundant life that Jesus came to provide. And, and, and my heart and my passion is to see people change and transform and liberated and delivered so that they don't live under restriction and under captivity anymore, but they're able to walk free. In other words, it's not, it's not a challenge to have to drag myself in serving God, but I can walk free and I can step and I can know who I am and whose I am and walk in liberty and walk in free. I hate captivity. I hate it in me. Hated in you. Now I, 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 I always I always say this that 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 you know what whatever you tolerate you perpetuate. 
If you can tolerate it, it'll just keep on. And I just can't tolerate it. It just rubs me wrong. In, 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 a way, in a way that I'm not upset with the individual, but I so much, I so badly, so desperately want to see people freed from that. What so much want to see them walking. I don't want to see anything hinder. I don't want to see, I don't want to see your pain hinder you. I don't want you, I don't want to see your past hinder you. I don't want to see your mistakes hinder you. I don't want to see your failures hinder you. I don't want to, I don't want to see what other people have said about you hinder you. I, I don't want to see people live under the opinions of others and, 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 the, and the labels, amen, the labels that people put on them. I, 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 hey, because that's what happens. Some people are held back by mistakes. Well, I blew it. Well, I, 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 I did wrong. Well, I sinned. Well, well, I, 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 I turned my back. Well, you know, I, I just didn't fulfill this, and therefore, therefore, I've been demoted. It kind of goes along with what Pastor Lee was talking about. I am a beloved son, and he's pleased. Not, not based on my performance, but based on what he did for me. Based on can I believe and receive what it is that he said. And, and, and said so, so some people are held back by mistakes. Some people are held back by their failures. Some people are held captive by, by hurts. They've hurt me. I've been offended, I've been wounded, and some wounds go deep, and the wounds are real, and the hurts are real, and nobody's trying to get you to deny that they really are real and they're the true. But I don't want to see you held back by it. I don't want to see that restriction. I don't want to, I don't want to see, come on, I don't want to see you restrained by it and somehow held captive by it. I want to see you liberated from some, some people. Some people are held back by labels that other people put, put on them. Amen. It's not, and everybody, everybody has labels put on. They may not tell you to your face, but everybody's been labeled. Everybody's been labeled. Amen. Good, bad, and different. Everybody's been labeled. And, 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 and I always, I always, Try to look at it like this. It's not, it's not about what they call you. It's what you answer to. You can call me whatever. That don't mean I'm going to answer to it. You, you, can call me, you can call me a waste. You can call me a disappointment. You can call me a failure. You can call me a, a trip hazard. You, you can call me whatever. Don't mean that's what I'm going to answer to. When, 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 remember in the Old Testament, when, when, when the Babylonians took the Israelites into captivity, one of the first things they did was they gave them Babylonian names. We know Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that was not their Hebrew names. Those were the names that they were given by the Babylonians. Daniel, we know Daniel. Daniel was also given a name. Belteshazzar. But there ain't no book of Belteshazzar. There's a book of Daniel. Because he said, I still am who God says I am, even when somebody else is trying to call me by some other name and some other label. And, and, I, and so I, I, I hate when people are labeled and they start living under the label that somebody else put on them. This, you say, what's this got to do? You'll see. You'll see. He, 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 so, so, so a lot of people are, are, are held back. And, and, and here's why I really, and Pastor Lee, Pastor Lee told me after the service, he preached this morning about, about knowing who you are and stuff. He told me, he said, he said, if ever there was a person that was preaching to themselves after the week or two weeks that I've had, he said, if anybody was preaching to themselves, it was me this morning. And I said, you ain't heard nothing yet. I said, because I'm about to preach to myself up in this place in the second service too. Amen. <laughs> because, because I've been fighting this myself. <gasps> yeah. Yeah, serious. 
fighting this myself. Because, 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 listen, let me, let me, let me give you, maybe this is a revelation. Maybe, maybe this is something you got to know. Don't ever think, okay, remember, man, just ties in with what Pastor Lee said, how the devil came to tempt Jesus, okay? Now, once you get this, don't ever think that you ever get to a spiritual point in your walk with God where you don't fight the devil. You better, you better get that out of your mind. You better get that out of your mind. You, you, Jesus fought him. Jesus had to deal with him. And if Jesus had to deal with him, we'll have to deal with him too. And you won't ever outgrow warfare. You just simply got to learn how to fight. You will never outgrow warfare. You just got to know how to fight. You just got to have that tenacity Paul was talking about. You just got to have that fight. And, and, and so, so, so don't, don't ever think that you ever get to a level where you do not fight the enemy anymore. But here's what you should know, is that there is a power that is greater than the power that is oppressing you. There is a power that is greater than the power that is opposing you, that is oppressing you, that is holding you back, greater than what restricts you, greater than whatever is trying to hold your head under. See, here, here's kind of where I'm at. I'm just trying to be real with you because I don't want you to think that I'm up here because I'm come in some kind of you know spiritual elite category. Let me tell you something. I have been fighting, been fighting. And some, some, day, some days I've tried to, to function and felt like spiritually, like somebody trying to pull my head back underwater. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I can't, I can't get my breath. I can't get my breath every time. I, I pray. I worship. I have a good time. That's all good. But then when life comes, then when i got to keep living life. Amen. See, I realize now why Pastor Lee does this. Amen. He does a little harder than that, but I understand it now. I guess if I want to do it harder, I don't want to damage the mic, though. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about? Where where you feel like you feel like, man, I'm finally, I'm I'm buoyant and I'm I'm rising up, and then there's something trying to pull you back down under the water, and you and you just trying to say. Praise God. And next thing you know, you're like, praise God. Bubbles. Y'all ain't going to be real. A bunch of holy people don't know what. Some trying to pull me back under. Some trying. Because the enemy don't want you to get your spiritual breath. Because if you get. If you get some good spiritual breath, if you get some good, deep spiritual breath, if you do that, he knows that it's going to send a, a wave of oxygen through you. It's going to do something inside of you that's going to empower you to do what you couldn't do before. And he don't want you to do that. He don't want that to happen to you. He wants to keep you at risk. He wants to keep you at risk. He wants to keep you subdued. He wants to keep you subjected. He wants to keep you pulled down. He wants to keep you held back. I was reading this, and and, and, and here's what I know. And I, I've, been, I've been serving God a long time. I told you the other week, if I make it to April, if I make it to April the 9th, I will, be, I will have been preaching for 32 years. I'm only 33. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Started when I was one year. No. I don't mind telling you, I'm 48. I don't mind telling my age because I wasn't even supposed to be one. Come on, I, I wasn't even supposed to be it. I wasn't even supposed to make it to one year old. I wasn't even supposed to make it to one day old. Okay, so I don't mind telling you what my God has done. Okay, so in 48 years, I, be, I will be preaching 32 years. Start when I was 16 years old. I didn't know what I was doing, but I, I was preaching. And and, 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 and and so don't 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 despise the days of your youth. And and you you young people don't think that you're too young to be used to God and be called to God. You you yield to that. You yield to that. God had a lot of mercy with me, a lot of grace with me, and so did the churches that I went to preach at. <laughs> Just telling you. I wasn't I wasn't as surprised. I wasn't as surprised that they called and asked me to preach. I was surprised they called and asked me back. You want me to come again? 
Anyway, so 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 here's 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 what I know. I've been in church a long time, been in ministry a long time. And I think if we're not careful, even as believers, I really I really feel this, I really sense this. That even knowing, even we coming in this building this morning, even I feel like if we're not careful, sometimes we can grossly or massively underestimate the power of an encounter with Jesus. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just me. And maybe maybe underestimate is not the word. Maybe it's we under-anticipate the power of an encounter with Jesus. And then I just go back to the, and you know why we believe that. You know why we feel like that. We know why we form that opinion is because how many times have we come and we, you know, kind of expected something. It didn't really happen, didn't really come about. And so after a while, we, we do that a few times. And every now and then we'll have like this big bang, big flash, big, not the evolution big bang, but we had the big, you know, big, big blowout service and big experience with God. And my talk, woo, and everybody's hollering and shouting, sweating, spitting, all that good stuff. And we do all that, and, 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 but that, that seems to be the exception and not the rule. And, and, and subconsciously, I think sometimes we build this belief system in us that, that you know, hey, on Sunday, I'm just going to go to church because, you know, that's what we do. We're good little Christians, and we're just going to go to church, and we're going to praise, and we'll feel a little chill bumps, and we'll do all that. But I don't, I don't know that anything, you know, life-changing is going to happen. And then, then, I, then I read Scripture. Because let me tell you something. If you're going to serve God, you better, not, you better not just depend on your experience. You better go back to what Scripture says he does and what Scripture says he can do and what really happens when, when the devil comes face to face with the Jesus that we claim we worship. And I can boldly and I, I, I can without hesitation come in this house this morning and say, I ain't afraid of no devil, no demon, no bondage, no captivity because the Jesus I serve can put you to flight. The Jesus I serve has more power. The Jesus I serve is greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I have no hesitation in that. And, and, and so, so I think sometimes we, we, we under-anticipate the power of an encounter with Jesus. Because this, this passage alone, it's not the only one, my goodness. My goodness. But, but this passage alone shows us that when Jesus shows up, literally everything can change. When Jesus shows up, Everything, not just a few things, some things, a couple things, not just one thing. Because you know how we are. Is I'm going to show you how we under-anticipate. We say, if God would just do this, if God would just do that one thing, I'm just asking him in my little humble way. If he would just look, oh, God, if you would just do this one little bitty, itsy-bitsy, teensy-winksy kind of thing. If I just could have the faith, if I could believe, if I could just see God do that. I want to tell you something. You, your eye is not seen and your ear is not heard. It ain't even entered into your heart the things that God can do and that he's prepared for them that love him. He's able to do exceeding abundantly above all you could ask or think. Your God is too small. Your faith is too small. Your expectation and anticipation is too small. The God I serve, he can do way more than what we've been anticipating. He can do way more than what we've been believing for. Now, by the way, let me remind you, and the reason I'm all on that is, that's the only hope the church has got to make a difference in this world. Paul said, even as educated and, and, and all of that as Paul, Paul said, I did not come to you with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration 
of the power. Come on. He said, I came, I came and there was a power that was demonstrated when I talked. I didn't get up there and try to impress somebody with my oratorical ability and my analytical theology. I didn't do all that. He said, I got up there and said, God, if you don't do it, it ain't going to get done. God, I'm going to speak it, but I need your power to breathe on it. I need your spirit to move upon it. I need you to touch their hearts. I can't convince somebody's. See, I can't convince nobody's mind if God ain't doing the work in their heart. So I still need him. And sometimes we, we, we under-anticipate and under-expect what can happen and what, what God even wants to do. And so, so I believe this, that literally when Jesus shows up and he's here, I believe literally everything can change. Everything. I believe bondages you came in with, you can leave without. I, I, I believe opinions of yourself that you came with, you can leave with them changed. I, I, I believe that feeling of being pulled up underwater, I believe you can leave here feeling like you're walking on water. Come on, that, that, that you can stand up on the things that, that, that you thought was going to take you on. I really believe that. I believe that anything can happen. And that, that was my expectation, and it is my expectation today. In his earthly ministry, we know that Jesus consistently demonstrated power over at least three areas. He, he demonstrated power over disease, over disease, sickness. It's like no sickness could stand. Come on, no disease can stand. He would heal. He would restore. He would renew. Come on, didn't matter what it was, blind eyes, that wasn't nothing. Lame legs, that wasn't nothing. Withered hands, he could heal that. He, he consistently demonstrated power over disease. Second thing he demonstrated power over what was death. Death. <laughs> anyway, I, 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 got, I got way too much than I can deliver this morning. Of course, I don't have to hurry because there ain't no other service. There is benefit of preaching the second service. But anyway, death. It didn't matter whether it was a 12-year-old girl. It didn't matter if it was a widow's. Come on, have you ever thought about this? I should leave this and preach this all by itself one day. But, but, but you ever thought about this? The devil said, said oh, I got somebody. Oh, no, death, you can't, you, can't, you can't fix death. No, Jesus, you can't fix death. And, and, and there was a girl that had just died, and Jesus raised her up. And the devil, I can see the devil coming back and saying, you know what? You know what? Yeah, you got that because she hadn't been dead that long. But you just wait. You, you wait. You wait. Here's, here's, there's a young man who's already in the casket, and they already carrying him to the cemetery. You just wait. You just wait. And Jesus just stopped the funeral procession and said, hey, boy, you better get up because you're not done living yet because I got the power over death. And then the devil said, oh, well, you know, you, you, oh, yeah, well, you know, he wasn't in the cemetery yet. But, you know, you, you just wait. You just wait. You let me get one in the ground and let him be there a few days. And then he went to Bethany over to the house of Mary and Martha where Lazarus, their brother, had died. And they had buried him and was already stinking and smelly. And they didn't even want to open up the grave. But Jesus said, if you can believe me, I am the resurrection. I am the life. And I'm here now. And anything can happen. And anything can change. And I got the power over death. Doesn't matter whether they just died. Didn't matter whether it's in the, in the coffin or whether they're in the tomb. He said, roll that stone up out of the door. And he rolled it back out of the door and he said, God, I'm thankful that you heard me. But so these will know that I have power with you. Lazarus, come forth. And here come a dead man hopping out, bound, hand and foot because you get... And, and then the devil, then the devil thought he was going to get him, and he said, "Oh yeah, you can raise somebody else up, but you let me get you, Jesus. You let me get you in the grave, and then we'll see who's got power." And he said, "I don't. You don't take my life, but I lay it down freely." And he hung there on the cross, and he hung his head and died. And they put him in the grave, and then three, and then three days later, he said, "Devil, you don't got the power. You think you got there? I am able." Hey! Hey! That's why I say when he shows up, everything can change. When he shows up, everything can uh, everything can change. Everything can change. He has the power over death. And if he can get somebody up from the grave, surely he can get you out of what you're going to do. Come on, surely he can get you 
over how you was hurt because they didn't give you an ice cream cone like they gave everybody else. And just, you know, surely, surely he can get you through this. This this man, this man wasn't necessarily just diseased or he wasn't dead. But third thing that Jesus demonstrated power over was not just disease and death, but was the demonic. He said, "Ain't no devil." got more power than me. I'm all right. I'm just catching my breath. I've been working hard this morning for several hours. Watch this. This passage falls in that third category of him dealing with the demonic. Not just dealing with it, but defeating it. This man was possessed. I won't hurry. I know it's five after 12, something like that, a couple after 12, whatever. Two after 12. This man... This man was possessed, and I don't claim that anybody here is possessed because I don't believe a believer can be possessed of the devil and be a believer and be a Christian at the same time. I don't believe that, but I believe you can be oppressed. I believe there can be such a satanic pressure put on you that some of the symptoms manifest the same way. I do. I believe, I believe that. I be, I'll show you here in a minute. I believe you can be oppressed. Oppression affects the totality of your being, by the way. When somebody is oppressed of the devil. By the way, this is how I, how I know that Jesus come to fix us too. Because in Acts ten thirty eight, he said how Jesus of uh, uh, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. So we know oppression comes. We know where it comes from, but we know who has power over it. How God anointed Jesus to heal all who were oppressed of the devil. But here's, here's what I know. Oppression affects your spirit. Remember, I told you it's a, it's a spiritual thing. It's a spiritual thing. And I, I, want, I want to make sure you get this. When I say spiritual thing, I don't want you to hear me say sinful thing. Just because it's a spiritual issue doesn't mean it's a sinful issue. doesn't mean it's connected to sin in your life. Sometimes we do people a disservice, and that's why they feel like they're not worthy to be set free because we try to make them feel like they're doing something wrong and they've done wrong and how, they, how they've flubbed up and failed and made mistakes and all this. And we, and we think, and it may be, but not automatically connected to, to something sinful. But it's, it's still spiritual. And when something is spiritual like that, let me tell you something, when something is spiritual like that, it affects it affects your spirit, yes, but it also affects your soul and your body. It'll affect your mind. It'll affect your thoughts. It'll affect your will. It'll affect what you do. It'll affect your emotions, what you feel. I'm going to show you that here in a minute. And, and it keeps you from living the life that Jesus promised is available. And instead, the thief comes to steal it away. This, this, this man... Look at the things. Here, here's how you can tell sometimes how, if, if, if you've been oppressed of the enemy. And I'm talking about things that are unexplainable. I'm, I'm talking about a level that, that is unexplainable, okay? Like, like look at this. It said, said this man this man had his, had always night and day, he was in the mountains. He, 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 he was isolated. He withdrew. Okay? He withdrew. Now, everybody needs time to themselves. But when you start withdrawing because of issues, because of, 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 of a, a sense of sorrow or grief that's unexplainable, you can be oppressed. And you start withdrawing. You start, you start wanting to be by yourself, not be around nobody. And, 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 and then it says, said that, that he was in the tombs. He was in the tombs. He was drawn, he was drawn toward death and sorrow and grief. Always looking at the bad side of things. Always looking at the negative side of things. Amen. Stay with me. I don't want to deal with all that, you know, in depth. But 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 then then it said that they tried to bind him with fetters and chains. He was unhelpable. Sometimes when you're being oppressed, you know, just leave me alone. Somebody try to encourage you. Somebody try to help you. Somebody try to love you. You know what? Leave me alone. 
when you start mumbling under your breath. I know some of y'all do this. When you mumble under your breath, I want you to know you ain't got to do that now. I want to be by myself. If I could smack you in the name of Jesus, I'd do it. Let me give you this number for a marriage counselor, too, because I see some of you right now. You're going to need something after service. No. Yeah. I'm, I can't even look some of y'all in the eye anymore. I just can't. I done saw stuff that I didn't want to see. But, buddy, I got much to pray about this week. I can tell you that right now. I'll tell you something else here we see about him. It says there in verse 5, it says always night and day he was in the mountains in the tomb. He was crying. It, 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 it affects you emotionally. It affects you emotionally. Your emotions will be everywhere. I know what I'm talking about. Your emotions will be everywhere. You, 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 and, and, and somebody says, well, I don't cry. No, you just get mad. It, do, it doesn't <laughs> cry. I love honesty. <laughs> I mean, I mean, not everybody responds the same way. Not everybody deals with the emotional side the same way. But, but, but sometimes with no with no explanation, and you got to realize, man, this is this is just oppression. This is this is it's a spirit. This is this is something that the enemy is trying. And 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 he's and he's he's crying. <laughs> I don't want to say that that you become emotionally unstable. But in certain ways, it's true. That's why you can't count on your feelings. That's why you can't depend on your feelings. You can't live by your feelings. Because they will be everywhere. Y'all remember me talking about the butterfly here the other week? That's it. Butterfly feelings. It's like there's no rhyme or reason. It's not straight path. It's just everywhere. And, 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 and then, then it gets to the point where it says, says he was crying and cutting himself with stones. Now, now there are some people who get to the point where they, 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 they mutilate, they, they, they cut, they, they, they harm themselves physically, and, 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 and that's surely a part of it. But a lot of people don't cut themselves with stones. They just do it with their own words. They just do it with their own thoughts. feel this. I got to say this. I do not mean this in a way that I fear that it's going to come out. But some of y'all would have, some of us, better say it like that. Some of us would have a much better quality life if we wouldn't spend our weeks cutting ourselves with our own words. So some, 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 some of us, some of us would, 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 would have a much better, you'd have had a much better week this week if you hadn't have spent so much time cutting yourself down. Amen. Just because of what happened or didn't happen or what's up and what's down and the temperature and And this man's doing all this. He's got all this going on. You may not have all of it, but you might have some of it. And it don't matter how loud you shout on Sunday. You can find yourself here on Monday. You can find yourself doing this. In fact, you can find yourself sitting right here in this atmosphere and doing it. can. I know. I know. You 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 can find yourself. You can find yourself right 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 when you get to the car. You don't you don't answer the altar call. God done touched you. No, and you get to the car, and it's just like an automatic tape, automatic recording, and you start talking yourself out of what God just did in your life. Who do you think you are? Go up there, you the biggest hypocrite. You know you ain't prayed. You know you ain't read the scripture. 
You know you ain't done what you're supposed to do. You know you laughed at that the other day and you shouldn't laugh. You think you're going to go up there and God's going to touch you. I know what I'm talking about. Whether that's reality for you or not, or whether that's the way it all happened for you or not, I don't know. It really doesn't matter. Because whatever your reality is, here's what I know. When Jesus shows up, everything can change. That's what I know. That's what I know. Everything can change. When Jesus shows up, so watch it. I got to hurry. I got to hurry. It's, it's, it's now 12 12. I got to hurry. So, so when Jesus shows up, and the Bible said he got all this going on. Nobody could help him. Nobody could tame him. He was crying. He was emotional. He was, he was cutting himself with stones. He was, he was self-injuring himself. And it says this in verse 6. And when he saw Jesus, came down to church early this morning. JC was here getting things lined up. I got here really a little before 7 o'clock this morning. I told Wendy, I said, I got to go to church. So I got to spend some time with him. I got here. And I asked God, I said, one of the things, because I knew this passage was just in my, in my heart, I said, one of the things I want people to, 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 to experience today is I want them to see you. I want them to see you the way this man saw you. I want them to see you as the solution to what they're facing. I want them to see you as the deliverer from what's holding them back. I want them to see you in the power that you have to set them free. I want you to. I want them to see you. I want them to see you. And the Bible said, when when he saw Jesus afar off, not even up close, when he saw Jesus afar off, he he ran. Now it's it's got me. Jesus Jesus didn't even introduce himself, but he knew. Now, I want to tell you something. You say, well, I, I'm, not, I'm not as familiar with all that, and I don't know as much, and I ain't been in church that long, and I ain't used to, I mean, I was raised Catholic or Baptist or this or that, and I ain't used to all this Pentecostal. I don't know about all this, and I don't have the right terminology and theology and all that. Let me tell you something. All you got to do is recognize who he is. That's all you got to do. And, and respond. And respond. Because it's not enough just to recognize that he's there or recognize that he's moving or recognize that this is my moment. you got to respond. I've sat in church many times, Brother Scott. I've sat in church many times. Preacher preached right down my, I mean right at me. And there for a while, I'm, I was like, oh my gosh, i got to go to the altar right now. I got to step out right now. This is what I got to do. I got to do it right now. And the longer I said, I said, I can't go right now. He ain't done preaching. I can't go to the altar until he's through preaching. Surely I can't go to the altar right now, can I? Surely that wouldn't be appropriate, would it? Before long, I didn't talk myself out of going right then. And before long, the preacher kept preaching. It wasn't that the preaching got worse, but, but, but I just I didn't feel what I'd once, I felt at one point. I'm just being real. I'm just being real. And by the time we got to the end, you know, <laughs> I mean, I, was like, I don't care whether I go or not because it just didn't feel anymore. Now, I may have, there was sometimes I went, I'm just being real. I'm not talking about last week, y'all. I'm talking about, you know what I'm saying. It's exactly right. I know, honey. If I had to hear me preach, I'd cry too. Anyway, so. So I, I would talk myself out of going, talk myself out of whether it be worthiness, whether it be whatever, and I'd talk myself out of going, talk myself out of responding, talk myself out, out of opening myself up to it, talk myself out of responding. I recognize, come on now, this is what I say, I recognize what he was doing. I recognize it was him. I recognize it was a holy moment, but I didn't respond. Recognizing him is only part of it. You've got to respond to what you recognize. Because if you recognize it and you don't respond, then you let it pass by and you miss your moment. You missed your opportunity. And there was even times I did this. There was even times I did this. 
I got to the end of the service, and I went up. You know what I did? It was, it was, I did a token altar call, a token response. I mean, I had to respond, you know, because God had really dealt with me at some point during the service. So, you know, I kind of went. But by that time, it, it, it kind of it faded. It kind of it wasn't the same. And, 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 and I, don't, I don't say that uh, proudly. But what I do say that for is to let you know I've been there. I've been there. And what I had to little by little by little realize in my spiritual life is when it hits you, when it touches you, you respond right then. I want to tell you something. I don't care any time I'm preaching. I don't care if I ain't even got to the scripture yet. If God's dealing with you and you recognize this, the time, you, better, you better respond. You ain't going to bother me. You ain't going to bother me. Now, we may not stop the whole service for that. Then again, we might. It just depends on what happens. But here's the thing. You got to respond to your moment. Come on, this wasn't no church service. This wasn't no prayer. He got off the ship and the praise team hadn't even sung yet. But this man said, I recognize that this is my time. I recognize there's something that can happen here. I recognize, I see him for who he is and I'm not going to wait. I'm not going to hold back. I'm not going to say, and I'm going to step out. And he stepped out. And I'm almost done. He stepped out. And, and, And the Bible said he saw Jesus and he ran. He didn't like, you know, shuffle. You know. He didn't, he didn't get up like he was, you know, going to go and then went to the bathroom. There was no hesitation. There was no debate. He ran to Jesus. And he worshipped him. And he bowed down. And, 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 and it said, and he cried with a loud voice and said, what have I to do with it? Now, what, here, I'm, I'm going to get to something here in just a minute. And he cried with a loud voice and said, what have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou son of the most high God? I adjure thee by God, thou torment me not. When Matthew tells this in Matthew chapter 8, verse 28, 29, I think it is, he said that, that the demonic spirit said, I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not before my time. I come to tell somebody that that spirit, that that devil, that that demon, that that thing that's oppressing you, it knows it only has a certain amount of time. And its time is up when you when you recognize and respond to Jesus Christ. I, I come to tell you that, that the devil knows that he only has so long. Amen. And, and, and so he cried with a loud voice, said, I adjure thee by God, you torment me not. For he had said to him, come out of the man. Thou unclean spirit, and he asked, what is thy name? He said, my name is Legion, for we are many. Most of us don't just have one issue. Anyway, we are many. And this this why, this why, praise God, that, 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 that when Jesus showed up, before Jesus showed up, he said that this man was crying. But in verse 7, when Jesus showed up and the man began to worship, that the demons began to cry. See, see, here's, here's what I'm trying to tell you. I think the wrong people have been crying. I think the wrong beings have been crying. I think we've been crying over stuff that's happened, stuff that's restricted us, stuff that is that that has bound us, stuff that that we are held captive by. And you know what? You know who should be crying? The enemy should be crying because we recognize Jesus for who He is, for who He is, and we run to Him, and we're experiencing Him, and we're encountering Him, and He's doing a work in our heart. He's doing a work in our life. I don't know about you, but I'm ready for the devil to cry. I'm tired of crying over the same old stuff. I'm ready for the devil to cry. I'm ready for some demons to cry. I'm ready for them to cry out. And, and 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 this is what I'm saying, Paul. Y'all can come because if you don't, I'm just gonna keep on going. I might keep on going anyway. I don't know. He said, "My name is Legion, for we are many." And he besought him much that he would not then send them away out of the country. And there was nigh under the mountains a great herd of swine. You know, we've all heard this. You know, group, you know, big 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 herd of swine, herd of hogs. And all the devils, watch this. All the devils besought him. 
Send us into the swine. Send us into the pigs that, that, that we may enter into them. And forthwith, Jesus gave them leave. And the unclean spirits went out and entered into the swine. The herd ran violently down the steep place into the sea. They were about 2,000 of them, and they ran down the steep place into the sea, and they were choked in the sea, in hogs committed suicide. Anyway, that's that that just so bad. Just so bad. I just couldn't believe it. Here's the thing. Here's what I want to tell you, though. Here's what I want to tell you. If these devils, okay, these devils that asked to be cast into the slime out of the man, when they entered into those that herd of swine, the swine wouldn't even put up with it. You know what it tells me? The devil doesn't have anything good to offer you. Even the pigs don't want to deal with it. Even the, even the hogs won't tolerate it. And here's what the Lord said to me. Pigs won't put up with it, then why do you? If, 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 now the pigs, the pigs didn't know. They, they thought the only place they had to run was down a steep place and be choked in the sea. But you see, as believers, we got another pool. We got another body of water. We got another place that we can run. Come on, somebody. We 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 got we got another place that we can go. They ran into the sea, the man ran to Jesus. And the same Jesus that the man ran to is the same Jesus that is here today. The one that defeats death, the one that defeats disease, the one that defeats the demonic. I don't know what's oppressing you, what holds you, what binds you, what's held you captive. But I've asked and I begged, I pleaded with God. Please set people free today. And let them leave different than what they 